1: because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really needs your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Huh? Oh! Gene, run!
0: Listen to
2: Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss Hey BrainStuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. When we hear the term Underground Railroad, we usually think of the network of secret overland routes traversed by enslaved people escaping north into Ohio and across the border into Canada. In America in the early 1800s, the Underground Railroad launched a freedom movement that brought people of varying religions and races together in a unified fight against the horror and injustice of chattel slavery. But did you know that there was a Southern version of the Underground Railroad as well? In the early 1800s, enslaved black people in Florida and other regions of the South were hundreds of miles from border states like Maryland and Kentucky and thousands of miles away from British Canada, making their options and odds for a successful escape that way close to zero. But we spoke via email with Dr. Paul George, resident historian at History Miami Museum. He said, the Saltwater Underground Railroad headed south into Spanish Florida, a region which was really off the grid and close to other areas outside of the U.S., which might be havens for fugitives. Believed to have operated from between 1821 and 1861, the Saltwater Underground Railroad refers to the coastal escape route followed by enslaved people into the British-controlled Bahamas. People who were running away from southern slave states escaped through an underground to South Florida. From there, some paid for their passage on Bahamian vessels, while others made their way across the perilous Atlantic in dugout canoes and small boats. once out to sea, under cover of night, they faced unimaginable unknowns, unpredictable weather and storms, recapture by slave hunters, assault by pirates, and unfathomably deep, dark waters. Situated about 150 miles or 240 kilometers off the coast of Key Biscayne in Miami, Florida, Bahamas were a viable destination for several reasons. For one, in 1825, the British government decreed that anyone who relocated to British territory was free, regardless of their prior status. And in 1834, slavery was abolished in all British territories, including the Bahamas. Free black people in the British Bahamas could get married, own land, and pursue an education. Secondly, most of the Bahamas' inhabitants were black, was relatively easy for escapees to assimilate into the diverse communities of Bahamians, made up largely of descendants of enslaved Africans, some of whom were themselves escapees called Maroons, including some who had taken refuge with the Seminole people. George said, They settled into neighborhoods alongside families of earlier fugitives. Many of their descendants still reside there, maritime people as well as farmers. Between 1821 and 1837, in the early years after the U.S. acquired Florida from Spain in 1819, hundreds of Maroons fled to Andros Island in the Bahamas. The U.S. paid off Spain's debt to landowners who had lost their human property, and thus began a 40-year campaign to locate and capture formerly enslaved Africans who had escaped to Spanish Florida, as well as to force the Seminole people onto reservations west of the Mississippi on the Trail of Tears. In 1526, the Spanish had brought the first enslaved Africans to what would become America, though that colony collapsed and British colonies began springing up a century later. In an effort to destabilize those colonies, Spain, which had by then established a foothold further south, began offering asylum to refugees from slavery in 1693, though only if they converted to Catholicism and did four years of military service. That enticing policy made Spanish Florida into a haven for enslaved people seeking their freedom and led to the birth of the first legally sanctioned free black settlement in what would become the United States, Fort Mose near St. Augustine. This community was probably a waypoint for black refugees heading south. But with the ratification of the Honest Adams Treaty in 1821, Florida effectively became a US territory that allowed slavery. Spurring Black Floridians to make their way through palmetto fields, dense marshy flats, mangrove forests, and swamps to get to the beaches of southern Florida, where they could hopefully secure safe passage to freedom in the Bahamas. George said Miami was likely the main escape point of the Saltwater Underground Railroad, more specifically, Key Biscayne on the Bay and Ocean, seven miles southeast of Miami. With the Cape Florida Lighthouse up by 1825, it was all over for that main escape route of the Saltwater Underground Railroad. That lighthouse still stands in Bill Baggs' Cape Florida State Park on Key Biscayne and is one of two designated National Underground Railroad Network to Freedom sites in Florida. Historians estimate that before the 1830s, as many as 6,000 enslaved people had escaped to the Bahamas. Today's episode was written by Carrie Tatro and produced by Tyler Klang. For more on this and lots of other topics, visit howstuffworks.com. Brainstuff is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.
0: A new season of Bridgerton is here.